Hey yo and welcome to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I'm your host, Derek Malinzak, and this is episode 23 of the podcast. And I must start off with an apology. So yeah, it finally happened. Um, I missed an episode this week. I did not record anything for you guys on Monday. And I'm sorry about that. I am I hold myself to high standards and I really had a goal of being extremely consistent in releasing this podcast and I feel like I failed you this week. And so let me talk about why I failed you. <laughs> um I had quite an incredible last week. Uh, It's been very busy. I had a bunch of things kind of happen at once. Uh, A bunch of uh, appointments that only come up once a semester for me ended up all really um, being scheduled in the same week. So I had a lot less time than I usually do. But that wasn't the reason I didn't record for you guys on Monday. Uh, I could have worked my way around that. I'm pretty good with time management. Uh, I also had some really stressful things come up uh, related to uh, some students this week. And it really actually had an impact uh, on me more than I would have expected. But I feel like I dealt with it a little bit better than I would have expected. Still, I feel like I felt the stress in me in the last week. And it was uh, a little out of the ordinary. I actually got a like a cold, not a cold sore, a canker sore. (laughs) I feel like I was just reading. It says that uh, they're often triggered by stress. Sorry if this is too much information, but I'm just feeling it now. It's like, oh, I really can confirm this uh, heightened stress that I've got going on. But uh, that's actually sort of in the rearview mirror now too. So I think everything's going to chill for a little bit. But that's also not the reason I did not record on Monday. Uh, I was not able to record on Monday because my ru- my routine was completely effed. <laughs> I am normally home on Mondays. It's a day that I don't have any class, um, in-class responsibilities, and I do a lot of class prep on Mondays. Uh, so I'm often home, and I don't usually have any meetings on Mondays. If I do their phone consult-type meetings, so I don't have to leave the house, I really actually like my Mondays a lot because I get a lot done. I feel really productive at the end of the day. And it kind of sets me up for when I have a good Monday, it kind of sets me up to kind of not coast for the rest of the week, but everything's easier. And this Monday, um, my wife is going, I think, going to be changing her hours. And so she was off on Monday this week. And, you know, I typically don't work... um, as I'm not able to be as productive when she's home and when my son's home because, you know, it's distracting. Um, I'd rather be hanging out with them, right? So there's that temptation. Um, so I typically will try to, you know, do work on site, you know, on campus um, on the days that she's home. And it works out pretty well. But the problem is, so I was at, at the office all day on Monday, and that meant I wasn't able to podcast. <laughs> And I got home that night and I was like, I just felt really terrible. And it was just a little too late to do it then. And then the rest of the week is just, I've never been able to get back on track. Like I haven't had an hour in the house by myself to do a podcast really this week. 
And so that one little switch just threw off my routine just this week. I think it's going to be better. You know, well, everything's going to be thrown off next week with the holiday. More on that in a minute. And so it's going to take a little bit of time to kind of get back in that routine or change it up. You know, if I'm going to be um, just going to be a permanent thing, I'm going to have to figure out another solution to my releasing episodes on Monday. Um, Maybe I still will do it. Maybe I'll change up the day a little. um, But we got some time. Anyway, I apologize, and I will have an episode for you uh, this upcoming Monday. I will not have another episode for you in a week. Uh, In a week from today, as you guys probably know, is Thanksgiving, so it will give you guys a moment probably to take a breather, maybe visit some family you haven't seen in a while, and sort of enjoy life, I hope. I hope it's a, a grateful and thankful time for you all. So so that's sort of the schedule. We're uh, going to do a super duper episode tonight. Um, I'm not going to even look at the clock. I'm just going to talk about everything I need to talk about for this week. I'm going to do a blend of productivity stuff and mental health stuff. A lot to say. And we'll do another episode on Monday. And then uh, I'll see you in a week from then. So, wow, so much has happened. Uh, I had mentioned to you guys in... Uh, the episode where I discussed uh, David Allen and getting things done, that I was going to be starting Timothy Ferris's book, uh, The 4-Hour Workweek. And I must say, I'm almost done with it. I think I have one CD left of my audiobook. And man, wow, it is a game changer. Uh, I am pretty blown away by this book, I gotta say. And I... No, it probably doesn't fit the people I'm talking with as much because you guys are are probably students and not really focused on your on a work week per se in terms of, um, you know, working full time. When I say work week, your work week is is probably possibly part time work, but also your work week involves, you know, preparation and execution of your school activities. So his book is... um, mainly geared towards lifestyle design and kind of setting up your life in a way that allows you as much freedom as possible. And some of the themes and principles he talks about, I think, can be applied to college students. I really recommend the book. I mean, it's, like I said, it's really changed the way I think. I feel myself having changed a little. I've got some ideas having having listened to this book that I really wanted to put into practice and it's pretty exciting. So I'm not going to talk about them today, but I am hinting at them. Yes. And, um, I may have something, you know, cool next year for you guys. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, so that's one reason that I feel like, uh, a lot's gone on since I last sat down with this microphone. The other big thing that happened was today I attended a conference Uh, I am part of the New Jersey Psychiatric Rehabilitation Association. Uh, I should really say my organization is. Um, And NJPRA, as the acronym is known, uh, has an annual conference, and it is today and tomorrow. And I've attended NJPRA for a number of years. I think I first started in 2004-ish, so... Uh, about 11 years ago, and then I haven't actually gone the last few years because I really, my schedule wasn't such. I was meeting with college students, you know, doing the research study. Um, I couldn't really swing it. So this year, now that I'm more in a teaching role, it was feasible, and I I went. Um, So 
I typically am not a big fan of conferences. <laughs> I kind of hate them. Uh, I'm not good at sitting still, and I just don't think it's a very efficient um, you know, way to learn things. Um, I'm sort of an introvert, so the whole like small talk thing isn't a big, you know, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, but this conference is different. <laughs> this conference is, you know, right in my proverbial wheelhouse in terms of the stuff that I'm interested in. Um, and it's a fucking family reunion. <laughs> um, the, the psych rehab community is so small and tight-knit. You know, once somebody leaves one agency, you know, it's a pretty good chance they're going to end up at another agency, and you'll see them, you know, in some other practice. Um, so I've worked, you know, for a number of psych rehab agencies and then been in the department and teaching uh, interns that turn into psych rehab practitioners. So, um, you know, it's like old home week and it's great. You know, I can't get through the from one room to the other without stopping to talk to somebody and just, you know, hear about how things are going. And it's just it's great. Um, and sometimes the content's good. Sometimes it's, you know, eh. but this year they got this keynote speaker that blew me away. Um, this guy is so good. Um, I am encouraging everybody to um, do a little research on him if you're interested in this idea of positive psychology. Um, so his name is Dr. Daniel Tomasulo, and he has a website, www.daretobehappy.com. Uh, it's the number two, dare to, number two, behappy.com, in the show notes for easy reference. Um, and he was just an amazing speaker. He uh, was extremely engaging, and I walked in late because I was like not really interested in the conference except for the part where I was presenting. So I took my sweet-ass time this morning and got in, and within 30 seconds of sitting down, I was like, shit, I missed this because I knew that this guy was awesome. Just from listening, the 30 seconds it took me to walk in the room, find a seat, sit down, and, you know, kind of focus my attention. I was like, oh, my God, I'm hooked. Um, his energy was just amazing. And, you know, he's a positive psychologist. So, um, I can't really get into what that is, um, but because it, it, it would take too much time. And as a matter of fact, I talked to him after the um, talk today and told him how great it was. And I asked him, I, I'm really actually pretty proud of myself for getting up the courage to do this. I was like, hey, you know, I do a podcast and I would love to interview you. And I don't really know the customs with this, you know. I don't know if he's thinking I'm going to you know, be paying him money or something. And he was just like, yeah, sure, great. I, you know, I do that kind of stuff all the time. So I think I'm going to get him on the show, guys. Um, and I think you're really going to fucking like him. So I can't wait for that. Um, I'm just going to talk about one thing he, he really tried to drive home in today's um speak uh, in today's talk um, this idea that happiness is a choice and I I'm probably you know some of you are listening to me that are going through some depressing shit right now and it's like nah man um, you need to walk a mile in my shoes if you're gonna say that and I, I get it you know um, but he presented a pretty compelling case for it today um, you know, he didn't try and sugarcoat it and say it's an easy choice. It's definitely not always an easy choice. Um, but really, and it doesn't involve insight, you know, into your feelings and knowing yourself. But simply put, you know, I'd say it's taking the steps to reduce feelings of ne negative feelings, you know, pessimism, feelings of resentment, anger, 
and at the same time work on promoting areas in your life that bring you positive feelings, that bring you serenity, that allow you to show gratitude to others. And that was a big, big part of uh, his talk today. Um, Empathizing with other people allows you to connect with them. And using people's strengths um, can actually kind of solve deficits. So I, I've always sort of believed this, but his, 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 the way he backed it up today was just really brilliant. Um, and he talked about one study today that was um, something I'd heard of, but I, I read a little bit more of today and just it's, it's really fascinating um, to sort of prove why happiness is a good thing to have in your life. Um, he talked about the nun study, nuns like sisters in the convent. Um, they actually were sisters. They weren't nuns. But um, this is such a famous study. You could just Google nun study and you will find what I'm talking about. Um, but I included a link in today's show notes. That is a, um, a scholarly article about, uh, about the study. Um, so they studied nuns. I'm just going to talk to you about it real briefly. And nuns are a really cool sample to, to look at because... Um, we talk about statistical noise in research, you know, things that influence um, results of research that we can't really control for. Um, and nuns are, you know, very, they live a very, um, everybody who's a sister or a nun kind of lives a similar lifestyle and, and they all congregate together and they don't have that much interaction with the outside world and they all eat the same food, you know. So there's a lot of um, controlling factors that make nuns or sisters very interesting to study. So they did a longitudinal study, you know, a very long-term study. And they were looking at um, what nuns journaled about when they were very young. So, you know, they looked at journals uh, from nuns from their early 20s. And they sort of pulled out themes and words and, and characterized them you know, with positive feelings and negative feelings, and I sort of coded them as such. And then they sort of followed them over time. And what they found was the nuns that were happier in their 20s and wrote about happy thoughts and and showed gratitude lived longer. (laughs) And so here's a, a quote from the discussion in the article I cite today. This study found a very strong association between positive emotional content in autobiographies written in early adulthood and longevity six decades later. Such a feeling is congruent with other studies by investigators that have found relationships between longevity and emotion-related concepts. So what that says in Derek speak is First off, you don't see the words very strong association in too many research studies. You know, that means shit went really good (laughs) when you see that um, most of the time. So a very strong association means, you know, they're not really like, "Uh, maybe this is the cause. Like they're like, okay, this is pretty good, pretty good evidence here between positive emotional content, happiness in autobiographies written in early adulthood. And longevity, so the association is between happiness and longevity. Longevity, living a long time. Six decades later, 60 years later, you know, they look at these nuns and the ones that are, that showed happiness in their 20s and wrote about it are the ones still living. 
um, if that is an evidence that, you know, happiness is so congruent to and, and, and such a essential element to our everyday life and ongoing wellness, I don't really know what else, you know, to tell people. I mean, that's a pretty amazing. So check out the Nun study if you get a chance. Uh, read the article, uh, even if you can just skim it. Um, it's really, uh, wow. So I'm going to talk about uh, a one of the tools that uh, I've been slacking on. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, we were talking about the wellness arsenal, right? Our kick-ass arsenal for... Um, keeping ourselves well, right? We're replacing the wellness toolbox, throwing it outside, and now we have an arsenal full of awesome tools. So this week, uh, I'm going to talk about a tool from the four-hour work week. Um, so this uh, this week's tool to sharpen the proverbial saw for uh, our wellness arsenal is inspired by none other than Mr. Ferris himself. And he didn't invent this, but he just sort of, um, everything in the book is sort of geared towards this idea of the Pareto Principle. P-A-R-E-T-O, otherwise known as the 80-20 rule. So if anyone's heard of the 80-20 rule, um, what it is essentially is this idea that 20% of, you know, effort you put into things um, results in 80% of the of the outcome. So this can be applied in, in many different ways, and that probably was a shitty description. I apologize. So let me try and give you an example relating to college that might be able to best illustrate this. So let's say you have um, an exam you're studying for and you have a bunch of different ways that you can study, right? You could read the textbook, you could read your notes, you could, you know, have a study group, you know, all these different things. So applying the 80-20 rule to succeeding on this exam would be trying to figure out 20%. So what is the 20% of like studying that I could do the most effective 20% that will actually probably lead to the results, 80% of the results. So if I put it, if I only do 20% of the work, it will actually lead to 80% of, of the results. You know, can you find the most important thing that will lead to the having the greatest effect? Um, so, you know, I would suggest in a lot of cases, you know, thinking about it's going to, to depend on a lot of things, right? College student success, um, and analyzing your goal achievement is going to be individualized for every person, right? Um, but everybody, every course or every, you know, the secret to succeeding in any kind of, you know, academic program is finding that 20% that really, really, really matters and focusing so much of your attention on that. And it ends up leading to, you know, 80% of the growth. You know, take the opposite, right? The people that engage in busy work, you know, and spend 80% of their time actually only get 20% of the results. Uh, And that's what he's trying to talk about in his book is how do you eliminate that 80%? Um, and only focus on the 20%. Like if you only had to do 20% of the work to get 80% of the results in any kind of aspect of life, you know, education, work, um, wouldn't you do it? (laughs) Um, 
I would. So I'm really working on ways to kind of maximize this in my life. You know, if I want to get promoted, you know, that's something I'm, that's been on my mind recently to the kind of the next rank up in our university. You know, what's the 20% of things that are going to matter the most? You know, in, in my field, it's, it's what publishing, um, writing scholarly work, and, and I need to do more of that. You know, if I do a lot of that, it will actually have a, you know, say tenfold increase on my chances of promotion you know it's that important so there is a link to that i found on how to perform an 80 20 analysis that's really pretty good um i probably didn't do the best job um explaining it so i would encourage you guys to check out that link uh it gives a good overview of the pareto principle and it actually gives you step by step instructions on how to, to apply it and do an 80-20 analysis on whatever it is you'd be trying to, um, you know, analyze. So check it out. Um, so, all right, home exercise. I apologize. <laughs> so in not having a show on Monday, I just realized that there's no home exercise yet for this week. Ah, you guys are probably sitting by your smartphones waiting for me, waiting for the podcast to come over, uh, you know, the airwaves just so you could get your home exercise and start working on it feverishly right after you finish the podcast, right? Right? <laughs> no, probably not. Um, but no, I do want to uh, give you guys something to ponder this week. It's more pondering, but there's a little bit of action at the end. Um, I want you guys to think about this idea that happiness is a choice and if you disagree with it you know try and just take those feelings and you know put them on a shelf as my one of my inspira- inspirations um jack spirico would say you know take all those feelings that you know are those biases like no it's just it's not the way it is derek and just put them in a bottle and put them up there on the shelf as he would like to say you know operate under this assumption just for a second that happiness is actually a choice and then try to think about the ways that you can reduce those negative feelings that you have maybe been carrying around with you and promote the positive ones think about the people you spend time with um i think back to the episode where we talked about um maslow's hierarchy of needs and, you know, the story I told then of, you know, when I was going through senior year and, you know, the place that I called home was just such an uncomfortable place and it just threw everything else off. Um, think about, you know, what you what commitments you have going on right now. And again, this idea that happiness is a choice and then try and take one small step. Try and make one tiny change, something that's doable, something you don't have to work too hard to do, something that's not too scary. And starting tomorrow, you know, try and do it. Try and enact this change. It, you know, show somebody some gratitude that deserves it. Um, take the time to really spend, you know, spend some moments talking with somebody and really try and empathize with them really trying to get to know what they're feeling and you form a bond right um and that sort of spirals into other you know good feelings and try and you know 
capture that momentum. So this episode did not go nearly as long as I thought it would. I thought I would be going rambling for 40 minutes today, and it turned out, uh, you know, right in line with um, my typical time frames. So sorry if you were actually really excited about a, a double episode this week. I, I did think it was going to happen, but I am. Um, I spent a lot of time before this episode, you know, on the show notes, really trying to clarify what I wanted to say. I kind of applied the 80-20 rule to the, um, you know, design of this episode and just wanted to highlight um, the major aspects of things that have gone on for me this week and how they relate to things I want to tell you. So um, really happy again to be back. Sorry I missed uh, Monday, um, but I will be back again this upcoming Monday. So enjoy your weekend. Uh, get as much work as you do- as, as you can. Get as much of it done as you can this weekend so that you can just enjoy your, your Thanksgiving weekend a little bit more. Um, and that will be, you know, speaking of gratitude, you know, perfect timing. Uh, a time to, you know, if you are working on the home exercise and you may not be able to get to it this week, Um, With Thanksgiving coming up, um, you certainly will have the opportunity next week. And with that, this is Derek calling in, (laughs) Um, coming to you with the College Student Success Podcast, saying peace out, everybody. Later.